It's the Empowerment Perspective Radio Show, hosted by Demiso Josie, Kareem Spence, and Miss Stacy Sanderson Dick. Stay empowered. Stay empowered. All right, welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Radio Show. I go by the name of Demiso Josie alongside. This is here. How are we doing, sir? Man, I'm doing well. So I told you I don't crack under pressure, baby. <laughs> we, we ready to rock and roll. That's right good. on time. Right on time. Heard you had an adventure last night. People were trying to take you out and do things that you normally don't do? Well, no, nah, it wasn't so much as, as other people. It was just me. So I, it's, <laughs> I have, like, younger Kareem that's still in me. And younger Kareem uh, doesn't understand the, the importance of having, like, a, a budget. So younger <laughs> Kareem will go out and do stuff that older Kareem know he can't afford. Uh, so I go to the store, and I, and I want to spend $85, right? I got I got some beer. I got some champagne for uh-huh. no reason. And, and I got some wine. Mm, we can celebrate then. I think we should celebrate Boss's Day. So the other day, I didn't realize it was Boss's Day. I walk into my office, and I get all these gifts. I'm like, is it Christmas, my birthday? I had to check my calendar. What was going on here? I'm talking about, like, gifts. They, like, they, they, came, they came strong? They came strong with the gifts. I'm talking, like, $65 gift cards and not, like, you know, some scratch-offs and stuff, like some real, real gifts. So they really appreciate you early. Absolutely. I never got that love in my other school. No, because I was like, yo, your gift is us coming to work today. That's your gift. <laughs> you don't have no substitutes in the building. So I was going to actually bring some champagne today and have us celebrate Boss's Day. Um, and I was going to take it personal because I was like, nobody got me anything from the Empowerment Perspective Group. But I had to realize yeah. we're, re- we're, we're changing how businesses operate. Everybody's a boss when it comes to the Empowerment Perspective Group when you're, you're uh, working with us. So you come up with your idea and we kind of just make that thing happen. So it wouldn't be fair for me to say, you know, you need to celebrate Boss's Day with the Empowerment Perspective Group. <laughs> I was going to just go say we petty. That's what, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. So the last last show we had, uh, the cancer episode, I get a lot of feedback from that. Mm-hmm. Um, my nephew Marcus and my wife called in. What you think about the show last I think the I think the message in itself was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they provide some really good information for those that are going through mm. not just the, the struggle of cancer but just in everyday struggle mm-hmm. um, and making sure they have that support system because your friends in the beginning are not going to be with you yeah that is that is true that's a, you know a life lesson that friends come and go um, so that's that's one thing that I try to pride myself on and my family on is that uh, we try to put ourselves in a position where we don't necessarily need anybody I'm not saying that from like a selfish perspective but what happens is when you rely on people and they let you down you're devastated and you can't you know maneuver so what we try to do is if you either you can support us and help us but if you say no at the end of the day it's not going to make a difference to us no it's really not because i mean because you, you figure that you know in the beginning everybody's all sympathetic and they're empathetic and they're like oh sorry, i'm so sorry mm-hmm. come week three they're like yo something else happened right so we're gonna um going to be sympathized to somebody else. <laughs> somebody else. We'll get back at you. Good so, luck. Yeah. So I do have a take a personal story. Shout out to my wife for this story. Um, so we, for our kids, we try to push them as hard as we possibly can. And we obviously want them to do good and have a dream and a vision. So my one daughter wants to be a vet, which is awesome. Um, my other daughter, she has a very caring heart. That's the proposal that we talked about last, okay. last time. So she said, Daddy, I want to be a teacher. Mm. Um, she told my mother or her mother that my wife and my wife said had the audacity to say you're smarter than that you should not be a teacher now now should i take this personal given the fact Uh. that my profession is an education and she's telling my daughter that she should not be a teacher that's not a good profession i think i'm i'm with you um 
because the benefit that we have is seeing young people go from one point to another point and mm-hmm. having, having that light bulb go off when they say, okay, now I finally got it. I know what I want to do. Um, I mean, because coaching is, you know, just one step away from – I'm sorry, teaching is one step away from coaching because mm-hmm. it all falls in the same line. So your, your whole thing is to be able to help the other person get better. Mm-hmm. But saying that I'm not smart, I don't know. I, don't. I think I'm taking it personal because I think she's telling me I'm not intelligent. I think – yeah. I think I, that's, that's the way I took it. I, I'm taking it the same way, so yeah, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a talk. Next next week we we together, right? We yes. hang out together. Yeah. Yes. So next week I'm gonna be invited to the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we gonna talk about this whole intelligence thing. I'm yeah. fact, I have some IQ tests. I might bring with me. Speaking of parties, I'm I'm happy to report I do not have a party today. Last no parties? week, no party this week. They gave me a week off. They gave me a week off, but the next two weeks I got parties I gotta go to. Man. So last weekend I went to. Um, uh, actually, I had a couple of parties I had to go to, but uh, my good friend of mine, Melinda, she turned 40, so we went to Warm Daddy's in Philadelphia. How, how was that? It was okay. Um, did you I, use my excuse? The, no, I did the, not. The acid reflex, you didn't use it? <laughs> I did not. Okay. They had uh, Jaguar White. Jaguar Wright was on. Oh, yeah, um, she's, she's hot. She's, she's hot. So she came back to Philadelphia and did her show. First of all, she was late. And then she couldn't stand up, so she was performing on the, on the stool all night because apparently she fell or something in the shower, which is which is okay. What, wait, wait, what yeah. do you mean she fell in the shower? I don't know. That was her story. I'm how, just saying. How big is the shower she's in? I don't know. Did she actually lay down flat? I mean, what? I was not there, Kareem. I don't know. We need video. We got to go to video. <laughs> we need video. Yeah, we need highlights. <laughs> video. Gotta break down this footage. Jaguar, send us a video. We're going to figure out what happened so it doesn't happen again. But she performed very well, and, you know, her voice is beautiful. And um, I'm sitting there. It was a big group of us. And I go to the bar to refill my, my drink. And the bartender had the nerve to say, I, you got to order through the waitress. I said, but oh, it's what? the same money. <laughs> it's going to the same place. Like, why Wait don't I have minute. to? You, you had... To go through somebody? I had to go through my middleman. You had to go through the middleman. You went direct right there to the connect. Mind you, I already ordered a drink previously from the Hmm. same bartender. But because I sat down and went back to the bar, she said I had to go through the bartender. Okay, make sure I understand this. Right. You have to go through the middleman. Yes. In order to get access. Apparently. Apparently. So that was my weekend last week. It was good though. How was the food? Food was good. I can't complain about it. What did you guys have? I had, um, I think I had fish. Uh, my wife had fried chicken. And okay. It was like, because it was a party, so you only mm-hmm. had a couple of options that you could choose from. No uh, lobster? No lobster. No lobster. I had lobster at the um, black, um, a lot, not a lot, like black administrators meeting for educators. Uh, shout out to that group. I then went there on Thursday um, of mm. this week. So we, we met uh, as black men that are in education and administration, mm-hmm. sat down, it was a networking event over there at Riverwinds um, out in, uh, I guess that's uh, Westville or West Deford out there. So okay, um, food was really good. Huh? Anyone want to be in Philly? No, we're a New Jersey based group. So we can't go over that bridge though. True. This is true. So, um, Stacy, glad for you to join us. Sorry, I'm late. They let you in the building. Yes, thank you. Security let you in. Can we get a soccer update? What's, what's going on? She scored a goal today, okay. so I'm very right, proud. A with a goalie, wait, wait a with minute. a goalie. There was a goalie that was paying attention. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm sure. And it she's wasn't good. just somebody I'm just not, like walking by? No, she's good. Okay. I, I'm not a big soccer person. I don't know a lot about the game, but she's she's pretty good. Hmm. I'm not bragging. She's, she's no, pretty No, I think decent. you are bragging. She's got bragging. some skill. You, you, she's, doesn't come from me. I mean, mm-hmm. she's we, have a, we have a female LeVar Ball on our hands. <laughs> oh my goodness, no. No. You should promote your child. I'll Absolutely. promote my kids, but not to that level 
of pompous. You need to be petty with your promotion, though. Absolutely. I need a coach. I need a petty coach. Cream, you uh, Hmm. put your services out there. (laughs) (laughs) I think she says she's going to pay you for your pettiness. I'll need petty lessons. (laughs) You need petty lessons. Well, here's the other thing. You had to bring coffee. All right. Hmm. Well, I was already running late. Coffee here? It'd be nice. To be well, like I was that. running late. I didn't. Fact, you supposed been... to bring us water and all this healthy stuff. We have yet to get anything. Right. I, you used to call me a soccer mom, and I'd only bring pretzels and stuff like that. You <laughs> called me out on it, so I didn't bring anything. <laughs> so you don't have nothing in the car right now. No, nothing. I believe you. Hmm. I believe you have. I know you got snacks. You got snacks. You got water. You got tissue in your car somewhere. <laughs> Why the tissue? Why the tissue? It's case of my. It's getting cold outside. It's case of my. I already know. It's got to keep some tissue at all times. That is too funny. Well, on this show, we're going to be talking about finances and financial freedom. Uh, we have a special guest in the studio. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break in a second. On the flip side of that commercial break, though, I have a. Uh, we have a, a petty correspondent now. Um, mm. Somebody that's out in New York that will be calling in um, and wants to share his petty story with us. So your pettiness is mm. expanding. That's good. I'm glad everybody's embracing their pettiness. Yes, the T-shirts are coming out soon. Embrace your pettiness. Also, okay. the disclaimer is coming out too. Uh, the, the <laughs> Go view- put the disclaimer on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's got a little more wording on his than ours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we will make sure to have sleeves. Yeah, right. I have a tendency to say stuff. Right, should say. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. So, on the flip side, we will be back in a few minutes. Stay tuned and stay empowered. Look and feel your best for life. Utopia Salon and Day Spa. Give the gift of Utopia with a gift card. Massage, facials, skincare, hair design, nails, and more. It's more than a gift, it's an experience to remember. Stop in or purchase your gift card online at utopiasalonspa.com or download our new app and purchase right from your phone. Look and feel your best for life. Utopia Salon and Day Spa. Award-winning BME Event Group is ready to get this party started. Offering DJs, photography, cinematography, photo booths, lighting, and special effects, your next celebration is sure to be a hit. BME is an all-inclusive wedding event group, now offering special bundle discounts for winter weddings that include multiple services. BME is now taking holiday session bookings for photography and DJs. Visit BMEEventGroup.com for more details. BME Event Group. The word average is just not in our vocabulary. Come to the Ave in Vineland and visit the historic Landis Theater. On October 27th, the Bay Atlantic Symphony is performing music of Debussy, Defaya, and the famous Rachmaninoff's Piano Concerto No. 2 with Tomer Gewurzman and the Landis Theater. Experience classical magic on October 27th at 3 p.m. at the historic Landis Theater. For season tickets or tickets for this show, go to landistheater.com or call 856-691-3600. All right, welcome back to the Empowerment Perspective Radio Show. On this show today, we will be talking about finances and hopefully um, giving you some tips on how to gain financial freedom. Uh, But before we get to that, I'm going to introduce somebody new to the show. We now have a petty correspondent. Um, Are you there, petty correspondent? I'm here. Pettiness is here. Pettiness is rise. How's it going today, everybody? It's going good. My name is Teddy Ruxpin, and I'll be your petty correspondent for the day. And maybe for the future. That Let's see how this goes. Awesome. So I was talking to you uh, earlier today, Mr. Rubskin, and you had a story that you wanted to share with us about your pettiness. I, I well, honestly, uh, I think that I just want to get a full understanding of 
is it petty and was it petty? Okay. Considering all the things that happened in the story. Okay. So if, if if I may, if I am of, of uh, if I'm allowed to, I'd like to begin and, and, and share with you some of the, the stories and, and your callers and your listeners can decide, hey, is it was it petty of me to do what I did in the end? Uh, yes. Okay? We got we got a five minute time frame though. So five minute time? Let's yeah. go. So Recently, I have been, I changed jobs and I moved to a new city. And in that city, I was forced to stay with my in-laws. Yes, that, yes that, that's right, my in-laws. So I've been staying with my in-laws for about three months until I can close on my new property. And what happens? I get into it with my, what happens is I call, I receive a call from my father-in-law that his friend needs to jump outside the house. I go outside the house. I give his friend the jump. I go back inside the house, and lo and behold, I forgot to end the call. Once I realized I forgot to end the call, I pick it up, and what do I hear on the phone? My father-in-law talking down on me. Yes, yes, gentlemen and ladies, <laughs> my father-in-law is talking down on me with his friends. And so what should I have done? Should I have hung up? Maybe, but the petty in me said, maybe let's just stay on the line and listen to what's going to go on from here. Maybe he's going to you know, pull back and find a way to redeem himself. And an hour and 30 minutes into it, he didn't find any way to redeem himself. He continued on with his talking down on me. Needless to say, I waited at the house till he got back. And once he got back, I said to him, look, you could go talk to your friend and correct him and apologize and get him to apologize, or we can settle this right now. <laughs> so then, so, well, I, I just have a quick question. I have a quick question. Um, prior right to, because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I guess a master in pettiness. I have a, a doctorate in it. Um, did you dress in all black when you had this conversation? <laughs> no, but but I will tell you what I was wearing. Initially, when I gave him the jump, I was wearing basketball shorts and some sneakers. Okay. I did go back into the house, mm -hmm. put on my my roughest, toughest hoodie. Okay. Was it black? A pair of jeans. Okay. Was it tightened black? Tightened up my sneakers because. It, my my initial thought, and uh, you can credit Miso with with uh, with uh, talking me off the ledge, was to open hand slap his friend, because I feel there's nothing more disrespectful you can do to another man than open hand slap, slap him. him. I, I agree. I'm with you. I agree. <laughs> so, that, that open hand slap. That's pretty tough. Yeah. So Miso talked me off the ledge, and he gave me a little bit of uh, advice, and I, you know, I said you can you can correct him or not. But what happens is his friend beelines off. So then, me and the, me and my, I don't know what I'm gonna call him anymore because he's I, he's dead to me basically. We're in the in the street and I'm saying to him like, "Yo, you just let your your, your people disrespect your family that way." And he's he, you know he's reached a level of righteous indignation where he's hitting me with the old man belly. You know, y'all know what the old man belly when they when they puff up like pufferfish and just like thrust at you and thrust at you like you're. Like, I, I don't know what, what, what all that was about. Mm -hmm. So then uh, we go inside, and I have to go inside to get my dog. So I go inside and get my dog. I come back out. In the time that we're inside, he's showing me all the things that he wishes, you know, this, that, and the third. The whole time I'm calling him a coward, less than a man in, in, the, in the ways that you would call someone less than a man. Mm -hmm. uh, female dog. All these, all, oh, uh, and my favorite, a disappointment. Mm. So... So, uh, quick question. Um, Go ahead. Did, did you move into your new place before you said all these things? <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, it, it, we're, we're, get, we're getting there. So, 
then, and and at one point in the, uh, I guess we're going to call this hullabaloo, uh, he pulls out the phone, his his cell phone. Now, mind you, now I pay for this cell phone, so I snatch it out of his hand because again, my pettiness is all all over the place. I snatch it out of his hand and said, "Don't use my my expletive deleted." Me, so you see what I did there? Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I said, don't touch my exes. Yeah, I throw it to the ground. Uh, then he picks up the house phone and decides to call the cops on me. Mm-hmm. It's very, so, that's very petty of it. it, it completely. Completely. <laughs> because I haven't put my hands on him. I haven't put my hands on anybody. I've never shown him to be a particularly violent person. I'm a big enough dude. I could, though. Mm-hmm. He could have caught these hands. But I didn't because, because you know, like, it just, it just wasn't, I'm not going to put my hands on my wife's father. That's just not what you do. I have a little bit more coots than that. Mm-hmm. But then the cops come, the cops talk to me, this, that, and the third. And, you know, I, you know, I'd already talked to my wife a couple times. I talked to his, his lady a couple times. You know, we went back and forth. We, we had a nice little conversation between me and the police. The police said, oh, I've seen this dude before. Not me. Talking about that dude. Uh, I've seen this dude before. You need to leave. He said, you just need to leave. He said, go find somewhere. So I ended up spending a lovely evening evening in the Red Roof Inn with my dog. So here's the petty part. And you guys can tell me if this is petty. And I, I don't attribute this pettiness to myself. I give it 100% to my wife, lovely woman. But she said, since he wants to talk all that Jatalian, what you need to do is, on the, uh, with, the, with the phone, take that phone and, and cut it off. You pay the bill, turn it off. So the entire time since yesterday and today, he's been without a cell phone, and it's been off, and he's been cursing my name even more. Because he don't have a phone no more. So you think that's petty? Well, I think he. What, what, I'm just asking: was that petty, or was that petty enough? No, you didn't go. Is there, you didn't is go there far more enough. than I could have done. <laughs> you, didn't go far, you, didn't, you didn't go far enough. See, in, in the time. I didn't that, go far enough. No, you didn't. Not at all. You, you should. You should okay. have reached out to me because I would have gave you some more tips. <laughs> not only should it's you. Not my fault. No, no. Not, not only should you have turned the phone off, but you should have actually changed the locks on the house. Like you should have just been beyond, beyond pettiness. Like just took his toothbrush, right, and just got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's his house. Oh, How you gonna lock that? He doesn't use a toothbrush. He doesn't have to. Oh man! <laughs> now the other thing you could have done instead of putting your shoes on, just, just in case you guys did get a little tough, you don't want to mess up your own shoes. You should have put his shoes on. Mm. So if anybody's shoes and clothes are gonna get messed up, he's gonna mess up his own stuff. That's petty. It, it is petty. Mm. That is yeah, petty. you're right. Yeah, you don't I, mess wouldn't, up but your the thing is, I wouldn't want to wear none of that. I don't, I don't fit in the old man puffery. That's okay. That's that's okay. It's not, <laughs> see, you, you're, you're thinking too logical right now. You need to think petty. Do I really want to mess up my <laughs> own you're stuff? Right. You're right. Oh my goodness. So we're gonna be holding um, petty classes pretty soon. Yes. And we're gonna um, you know come up with a curriculum. Uh, is, is there a seminar? Yeah, we're going to have an online seminar. We're definitely yeah. having a seminar. So thank you for calling in uh, with your petty story. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see you next time uh, in our petty correspondent. I'll have some more pettiness soon. Absolutely. Uh, the cops just get called on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stay petty and stay away from the Jake. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, stay petty. <laughs> All right, that was our petty correspondent out there and in the world. I'm not going to say where he is right now, but um, he will be coming with more petty stories. But today's show is about finances, so we want to get to the meat of this uh, particular episode. So we have a special guest in the building, Mr. Ben Pitts. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks yeah. for having me today. All right. Thanks for coming all the way down mm-hmm. here to Millville. 
Um, can you explain what you do and who, what company you represent? Yes, absolutely. So my name is Ben Pitts. Uh, I am uh, a principal and co-owner in Cypress Financial Planning uh, based in Cherry Hill. Uh, beyond that, I'm a father uh, to uh, three little kids and uh, a husband to a wife who mm. I feel kind of at home. She's an educator. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah. So Cypress Financial Planning, we provide uh, holistic financial planning and investment management for about 200 families or so, mm-hmm. um, mostly in southern New Jersey, Philadelphia area, but we've got clients all over the country uh, just through referrals. All right, sounds good. Uh, so we met, um, our daughters played on the same soccer team. I think I was coaching that time. And, um, Who won? And you were. She was on our team. Oh, same team? She was on the same team. <laughs> okay. Did we win it all? I'm not sure. I, I think we only lost... We lost two games, and I wasn't coaching those two games. Do you have so, a goalie? Huh? Do you have a goalie? Yes, we were playing real soccer. <laughs> and I don't know what y'all play out there in the middle of the sticks, but we played real soccer. You know, we got throw-ins and penalty kicks and all that stuff. They got that this year. Okay. Just, I'm still trying to figure out this whole theory of, of bending it like Beckham. Now, how does that happen? <laughs> we got we to gotta get the finances, man. Right, we talk about, about that. Well, that, that's money. That's big money because that's if you can bend it like money. Beckham, yeah. right. man, listen, you, talk about, you can write your own ticket. Right, right, right. So I want to get into this concept, 2000. 19 is coming and um how what can we do to start preparing financially for for the new year because i I feel like when the new year hits it's too late so Mm -hmm. i'm always on this you know trying to get people prepared now because to me 2018 is already over i know Mm -hmm. we're in the fourth quarter of it but if you haven't already you know reached your goals by now in 2018 you might as well start thinking about 2019 so how can we prepare financially um in, for 2019? Yeah, I think uh, preparing for 2019 is no different than preparing for uh, the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, this show is all about perspective. Uh, and I think perspective is is really important when it comes to finance. And um, the most important thing is kind of where are you today mm-hmm. and where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think most people, uh, they sort of lack clarity on uh, where they are today mm-hmm. from a financial perspective. And certainly, Uh, where they would like to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think uh, in addition to where you are today, where are you headed based on what you're doing now? Mm -hmm. Um, And what's the gap between uh, where you're headed and where you want to go? Mm -hmm. Um, So as far as 2019 goes, um, I actually think uh, what folks can do between now and 2019 to prepare financially for 2019 is figure out between now and then where are you right. and what are the changes that you need to make in your life? Good point. I think one of the things that a lot of people also fail to understand is how much money they need to really realize how much money they need to, you know, sustain their family and their situation. Like, I think people go after money and say that they just want a whole bunch of money. Like, you don't have an understanding of, OK, it needs let's say $150,000 will make my family operate. Yeah. And I don't think they take enough time to look at what you actually need to sustain the lifestyle and stuff that you have right now. And are you meeting that financially? I think that's, that's a huge piece. So I think part of starting, you know, the planning is like you said, figuring out where you are, but also figuring out what your family needs in order for you to, you know, be successful. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And at the end of the day, um, you know, it's sort of, it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, $150,000 is sort of a, or a million dollars, whatever the number is, is sort of meaningless unless you understand the context of, uh, of your own situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are different, you know, finances, I think what's most important is sort of the timeline. Mm-hmm. So um, regardless of the timeline, if you think about the next three months or the next month, mm-hmm. can I pay my bills? The next three months, can I pay my bills? The next year, typically within a year, you're thinking about, can I actually pay my bills? Can I cover cover my expenses and save for the future. Mm-hmm. And then thinking further out, you know, five years from now, 
uh, it might not be just about bills. It might be about can we afford to buy the home we want to buy? Can mm -hmm. we afford to send our kids to a private school, whatever, whatever that may be? And then as you think further out, 30 years uh, or 20 years, depending on how old you are, mm -hmm. uh, you're starting to think about things like retirement. And uh, uh, again, it's important for people to understand where they are relative to um, each of those timelines. Mm -hmm. So where am I relative to my, my ability to pay my bills, my ability to save right now? Mm -hmm. Where am I relative to my goals for the next you know, three to five years? And then where am I relative to those longer term goals? Right. Uh, but it all starts with sort of really having an understanding of where you are, that knowledge. And you can't get that knowledge without actually putting pen to paper mm -hmm. uh, and sitting down and, and, and really actually thinking about it, which is what most people don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Most people bury their head in the sand. They don't want to think about it because they actually think it'll be bad news. Uh, in my experience, most people are pleasantly surprised that mm -hmm. it's a little bit better than they think it is. Right. It's interesting you should say that because I hate writing down like a budget and I mm -hmm. hate writing down, you know, what I need to move, where I need to move money from. My philosophy has always been I'm going to make more money tomorrow, regardless of what, <laughs> what it is. I'll figure it out later type thing. So um, but one of the things I wish somebody would have done to me when I got out of college was to talk to me about finances and how to, you know, financially plan for my future. So what advice can you give uh, a student as freshly out of college? You, they finally got their first job um, in their first department. Like what kind of financial um, and, you know, advice could, would you give to somebody who's just starting a career? Yeah, I think it really starts at that point. You don't have a, a whole lot to think about. And interestingly, at that point in your life, you're just getting out of uh, out of uh, I think you said college, right? Mm -hmm. Out of college, you're probably just starting to make some money. Hopefully you have, have a job. Um, and between that point and when you get married or really have kids, it's probably the best point in your life to start thinking about your finances because you can actually. Uh, have an impact on it. You know, I'm at the point in my life now where I've got three kids, a wife, a home, mm. expenses, uh, you know, beyond what I ever want. Um, and it's hard at that point to actually save. So if I'm coming out of college right now, I, I would encourage people to read, um, mm -hmm. you know, watch YouTube videos, learn as much as you possibly can about uh, just finances in general, whether that's budgeting, uh, whether that's investing, whether that's saving for retirement, saving for other goals, uh, because that's an I ideal time to save. Right. Uh, and then when you think about the power of if you're able to save between the time you're, you know, call it 22 and when you might have your first child at 30 uh, or so. Um, or never. <laughs> or never. <laughs> that works, too. Um, if you're able to save at that point because of compound interest, because of how finances work, mm -hmm. uh, you're so far ahead of the game. And most people don't realize that. So mm -hmm. uh, that is the, the most critical thing is to get started early, which yeah. most of us don't do. So let, let me ask this, because finance is so important and we want to make sure that we are educating, you know, not only young people, but older people. Why haven't we included this into our curriculum as far as education? Mm -hmm. Like, why don't we have a class? That's similar to like your math or a science, where so we just concentrate on finances and prepare to the, in the future. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I don't know the answer to it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I would assume it's because people are preparing their 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 students to go to college, and you know it's all these career paths. Um, and in a lot of ways, you know, you look back thirty years ago when my father was you know kind of early in his career. Um, people didn't have to think about it as much. There mm -hmm. were uh, defined benefit plans, pensions. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the school district or the state or the, you know, Ford, whoever you're working for was saving for you. Uh, so they didn't have to think long term about uh, certainly about retirement. Um, and uh, what's really changed over time is that 
um, you know, government started uh, shifting and, and companies started shifting responsibility from the company to the individual, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and the education around that has not has not uh, can, has not really stayed ahead of that or caught mm -hmm. up actually. Uh, so people have more responsibility than they've ever had. Um, to your point, there no one's kind of come in and, and 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 provided the education, and that's actually a big part of my yeah. Passion. They will. <laughs> yeah, they it, will. It's coming. It's yeah, coming. They, they will. I, I feel like it was a setup because we're, 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 we're yeah. we play chess here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So what we're doing with the Empowerment Perspective Group, we're actually uh, formulating some financial literacy for middle school age kids and even you know obviously high school kids and college kids too. So it's coming. Mm -hmm. When I tell you, 2019 is going to be big for the Empowerment Perspective Group. Um, that's just one of the things that that's going to happen. So uh, we obviously recognize that there's a need for for education um, in that particular area because um, growing up, no one taught me how to save mm -hmm. money. No one taught me how to move money and, and you know, definitely benefits and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I had no idea, mm -hmm. you know, what that meant. So to educate these young people now and giving them the tools now, um, now we're talking about putting them in a space where they can generate generational wealth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that's yes. what that's what it's really, really all about for us. Yeah, so you figure that the, the average student may go out and spend, what, $200 on a pair of Jordans, mm -hmm. but won't, won't take $15, $20, you know, to try to put invest, like say EA Sports, when Madden first came out back in, I want to say 1990, mm -hmm. I think the initial public offering was like maybe $15, $20. Mm -hmm. Now when you look at it, I think it's close to like $75, $80. Mm -hmm. So had... Someone older told us, like, hey, if you love this, why not put some money into it instead of just buying a game? Now what happens is that you're creating wealth, long-term yeah. wealth. One of the things I've actually – I stole the idea from my brother. Um, my my kids right now have portfolios, mm -hmm. um, and they obviously don't understand what it is and to mean mm -hmm. to invest and stuff like that. So what I'm doing right now, instead of getting them birthday gifts because they're unfortunate to have family to give them birthday gifts, mm -hmm. I dump a bunch of money into their portfolios. And every mm -hmm. month, there's money coming out of my check into their portfolios. It's to the point now they got way more money than I do. So, <laughs> so you want to ask somebody okay. some money, Sorry. you might want to ask. So them. asking for birthday party money. Are, like are, you, are you telling me that it's about to be the topsy-turvy was that you got to present a proposal to your daughter yeah. for money? That's exactly. <laughs> Exactly what's going to happen. I would love for that to happen. Um, but when they get to a, of age, probably starting their teenage years, I'm going to start teaching them how to, you know, with their how to move their money so that they can manage their own accounts mm -hmm. by the time that they're 18. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll have that nest egg in there. Um, and they'll have money for if they wanted to use it for college, they can use it for college, but they want to use it for, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I don't do the 529 plan and all that stuff, I, I feel like I need more control over mm -hmm. over the money. Not that the 529 is not bad. For those that are listening, the 529 is um, uh, basically a, a investment portfolio for um, college savings. College savings. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's kind of sorted that way. But it's never too early to start teaching your kids on, about how to save money and, and to move money around, basically, at the end of the day. Yeah, I think the, the, the critical um, lesson for younger kids to learn, um, and I'm not sure I learned this lesson uh, too well, uh, it's actually to, to really just put money aside and not think about it. Um, so whether that's you know 10% or 15% of every dollar they ever get, mm. put that aside and it just becomes habitual. And uh, folks that um, you know, my, in my experience, we work with some individuals that are wealthy. We work with individuals that are, that are not so wealthy, mm -hmm. uh, sort of all over the board. But the folks that have built wealth over time are the ones that are, um, you know, paying themselves first. They're saving mm -hmm. uh, before they do anything else, mm -hmm. uh, and it has to become habitual. So they, there's no, there's no, there's no choice to buy the Nikes or not. It's mm -hmm. I got a hundred dollars uh, today. Mm -hmm. I'm putting fifteen of those dollars away. Um, 
I have $85 left to spend. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a different perspective. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, in many communities that that perspective is missing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, there, there just was never any money to, to put away. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. that's, that's hey, another hey, challenge. Buy me a starter but. jacket. That's what <laughs> so, so let me ask you. So when you're looking at 100% of your net income, uh-huh. How much? Because I because I go to church, so ten percent automatically goes to tithe. Yeah. So are you are you saying that we need to be able to focus on living off of seventy five percent? That that would be the rule of thumb. 75%. Yeah. The rule of, the rule of thumb is to actually save about seventy five percent of your uh, of your net uh, income each year. Okay. Uh, and that's for for retirement. So okay. There's research that shows if you set if you save fifteen percent every year until you turn sixty five, mm-hmm. uh, you will likely have enough saved to live until um, you pass away, uh, which is. Uh, very, very few ac- people actually put away 15%. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, if you're a tither, mm-hmm. uh, that would mean you'd need to put away uh, about 25% of your of your income. And that kind of goes back to my point earlier, figuring out how much you need for your family to, you know, live the lifestyle that you want to live. Because you have to take, in, then you can take in, in consideration that I need that 25% to go, you know, either... Mm-hmm to tithe and, and, and saving and stuff like that. So you have to have a, a baseline. You have to mm-hmm. understand what you're working with before. And yes, it is a good idea to put it down on paper, even though I hate, yeah. <laughs> I hate doing it. Uh, but you definitely need to make that um, um, happen. So if I could just ca- just caveat that real quick, mm-hmm. you know, for the, for the for the college student that's 22 years old, it should be, they won't tell you it's easy, but it should be easy for them to put that 15% or 25% away because mm-hmm. they don't have any real, expenses mm-hmm. i have my rent now mm-hmm. again it comes down to how much income do you have so it's it's it depends on who you are uh but that is that's probably the only time in your life where it's uh, uh, well, one of the two times in your life where it's easy to do that um once you have kids it gets more difficult so very few people are able to save 15 percent every year throughout their life mm-hmm. uh, if you can put away more than that when you're younger it might be less than that mm-hmm. during those tough years and a lot of people what most people don't know and for uh the the folks that are a little older uh listening in right now it's generally when your kids are grown, you know, are now done college, they're out, you're at your, your peak earnings period, mm-hmm. and you're back at a point where you can save a much larger uh, mm-hmm. percentage mm-hmm. of your income. So that's, that's when a lot of people make up, uh, make up what was lost. But, so we shouldn't panic when we have young kids and we're not putting anything away? No, don't, don't <laughs> panic. Do not All panic. Right. Because we have a lot of clients that are in that situation, and, uh, and I'm in that situation. It's just mm-hmm. more difficult. So. Mm-hmm. How, how do you handle when your clients have, like me, I'm, very, I'm an impulsive buyer. Mm-hmm. So I may say we're on vacation. <laughs> he may say to me, hey, look, it's $100 a night. Let's stay here. <laughs> I may say, no, I need to be up there, <laughs> and it's going to cost about 500 a night. How, how do you handle clients that are really impulsive with their money? Uh, other than tell them not to be impulsive? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think people have different personalities, and, and mm-hmm. people. some things matter to individuals that don't matter to others. Um, and so if being an impulsive buyer, buyer it sounds like on vacation, mm-hmm. is your thing, that might be okay. It's uh, like it's every just, Friday. It's my <laughs> oh, every Friday. That, that's a problem. Like we tell them to go to, go to counseling. <laughs> I do need um, some counseling. How's the counselor going to go to counseling? Yeah. <laughs> totally. I'm going to be counseling the counselor. Your technique no, is wrong. It, it really is all about um, sort of really identifying what matters to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are people where certain things matter. Um, and... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, there, there, there comes a point where a financial advisor can't really be all that helpful to individuals that are too impulsive. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it comes back to understand where do I want to be? And right. if people don't understand where they want to be and they don't understand where they are and where they're headed, mm-hmm. you, you, can't make a, you can't make a different decision. But if okay. you knew that spending that extra $100 on a Friday night 
was going to make you work five times longer? Mm -hmm. Would that change your perspective? If you knew that spending that $100 every week was going to, um, you know, I don't know, not be able to send your kids to college. So all of us have different sort of triggers, mm -hmm. if you will, uh, that will change our mindset. Money is all about psychology and understanding mm -hmm. the uh, individual psychology. Right. And I was going to say that if, as long as you put yourself in a position where you can do stuff like that and, like you said, mm -hmm. not really hurt your family unit or anything that, you know, I am the family important. unit. But that's what I'm <laughs> you can do that. That's why I stay in a $100 uh, hotel because nah. – <laughs> the, the other option is to make more money, like uh, yeah. Miso said. Yeah, just, <clears throat> I'm all about, you know uh, – living the life that you want but mm -hmm. at the same time you gotta be smart about it and mm -hmm. hopefully put yourself in a position to be able to do that where it won't hurt you like jay-z said like unlike hammer 30 million won't hurt me because he mm -hmm. put himself in a position mm -hmm. to be able to to do that um those people that are impulsive and, and and buying stuff and you like you said the kids ain't eating or whatever and they ain't got clothes on now that's a problem now like mm -hmm. you being petty and selfish at that point in time it's got to grow up hard listen yeah one the other topic I want to talk about is how to get access to your money and putting mm -hmm. it in, into the right places because mm -hmm. I, I see a lot of people do things with investments and stuff like that and yes they may have a whole lot of money mm -hmm. but they may not have access to it so for example the 529 if I put a whole bunch of money in that 529 I don't have access to it God forbid something happens I mean you can there's ways to get around it but what advice can you give us in terms of access to your money like where's a, a, a safe place to yeah, well, I, I think, again, most people have money for different purposes. So mm -hmm. there's money to pay your bills, and that should not be anywhere else other than a checking or a savings account. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, bucket number one. Bucket number two would be having an emergency savings, having enough money put away so that if you have to take your kid to the emergency room or yourself to the emergency room uh, or you have an impulsive buy, mm -hmm. uh, having enough that typically four to six months is mm -hmm. what you ought to try to put away. Most mm -hmm. people don't have that much put away, but you need to have access to about four to six months worth of uh, worth of uh, money. Some people have that in their home, home mm -hmm. equity. Right? Mm -hmm. So that would be one form of, of emergency savings. Um, at times it makes sense to borrow from your, from, uh, from, from your home. Or do um, so. <clears throat> or do so. I or relatives. I, I told you I don't another. have money. My daughters have all the money. You got to come with three or four or five proposals before you even get a meeting with them. Yeah. Now, when it when it comes to saving for other goals, like a five twenty nine plan, putting right. away for college, uh, yeah, there are tax advantages to that, mm -hmm. uh, and those advantages come with you know with uh, with consequences. Mm -hmm. um, and so you shouldn't be putting money into vehicles that that have consequences, and, unless you know that you've got enough money that. Whether there's an emergency, you're paying your bills, you can pay those bills and not pay those penalties. So a 529 plan would be one of those, a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, a 401k. Um, the government gives tax benefits with all those, and, mm -hmm. and you shouldn't be putting money in there that you'll need access to in any, um, you know, in any period of time where uh, it's not. Uh, meant to be taken. So. Okay, we've been talking to Ben Pence uh, about finances. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break. On the flip side of this commercial break, we're going to talk about debt and how we can get out of debt because um, a lot of us are spending mm -hmm. a lot of money mm -hmm. and the debt is getting deeper and deeper and deeper and we need to figure out how we can get ourselves out of that. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Gary Monterosso and I just love the sound of beer being poured into a glass. If you also enjoy a cold brew, then join Tara Nuren and me every week for What's on Tap. We'll bring you tasting reviews, some of the top personalities in the beverage world, and much more. Saturdays at 1 p.m. on 99.9 FM, 1240 AM, and online at snjtoday.com. Hi, 
this is Annabella. And Josephina from Joe's Butcher Shop. Come out to Joe's Butcher Shop. You will find the freshest meat locally. We have the finest steaks, quality boneless chicken breasts, and delicious flavorful roasts. Deli meats, fresh produce, and so much more. So stop on by at 711 Gershaw Avenue, Norman, New Jersey, and say hello. Joe's Butcher Shop at 711 Gershaw Avenue, Norman, New Jersey. We look forward to seeing you and feeding you well. So stop on by to Joe's Butcher Shop. Hi, I'm Gary Monteroso, and I just love the sound of beer being poured into a glass. If you also enjoy a cold brew, then join Tara Nuren and me every week for What's on Tap. We'll bring you tasting reviews, some of the top personalities in the beverage world, and much more. Saturdays at 1 p.m. on 99.9 FM, 12.40 a.m. and online at snjtoday.com. All right, welcome back to the Empowerment Perspective radio show. Um, we just heard a commercial from Gary Monterosa. We were just hanging out with him last weekend. Man. Yeah, we, listen, Gary is a fun guy. Yes, he, he gets is. invited to all the top events. Absolutely. So we were down there in Atlantic City networking and mm-hmm. having a little bit of fun. Um, mm-hmm. We're working everywhere we go so and having fun all the time. But we've been talking to Ben Pitts about finances, um, and we're going to hit a topic. Uh, I heard Stacy over there. I need to listen to this. I, I think she got her ready. pen ready. ready, notebooks ready. <laughs> You're supposed to be asking questions, not taking <laughs> taking. <laughs> I've got a few questions. It's all good, though. But we're going to talk about debt and how we can uh, get out of debt. Um, I kind of feel like the systems are set up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that you, you do obviously costs money, especially if you go to college. You're talking about a lot of money mm-hmm. that people can't afford, but they're making it a necessity for us to go to school at this particular point. You can't go anywhere because even today I had to stop and get me a wire for my, um, my phone. And she's like, well, I can give you 10% off if you sign for a credit card. I'm like, no, I just want to buy a wire. It's only like $9. You want me to sign for a credit card to get 10% off a $9 wire. Yeah, so uh, everything costs. And um, obviously, we don't talk about having access to cash. They created a system where you don't need access right now. But <laughs> it's going to build up this, mm-hmm. this uh, you know, pot of money that you're going to have to pay back or your family's going to have to pay back. They mm-hmm. coming for their money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They coming for that money. <laughs> Definitely. So, um some advice that, that you can give us in terms of, you know, I have a family now and, you know, I've racked up these credit card bills and, you know, I'm living check to check. Like, how can I go about um, getting some of this debt down? Yeah, again, it's, it, it starts with kind of having an understanding of where you are. And I think most people get into debt because they don't really have a good sense of uh, how much money they're spending relative to their income. They mm-hmm. think they do, uh, but they do they really don't. Um, and so if you're in debt, it's probably be because you've had, I mean, look, some people get into debt because they've had a family emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, other people get into debt because they just can't stop buying the new shoes that come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, either way, it starts with understanding where am I? If, if I sit down this month, I have my income and I have my bills at the end of the month, where will I be? And if that number is negative, it's likely that you're going to, going to grow your debt. So mm-hmm. it starts there. And paying off debt starts with stopping building up debt Mm. in the first place. Uh, The second step would be, and I would encourage people to do this at the same time, is understand what your debt is, how much you have, what are the interest rates, and start to think about the priority of paying those down. Mm. Um, But again, you can't think about how fast you can pay those down until you understand how how much excess income you have in any Mm. given month. Uh, And it takes writing down and having a plan, Mm. Um, having a sense of um, from each month, from, you know, this month, six months out, how much excess income do I have? Which credit card bill should I pay down first? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there are you know good strategies that you can take to uh, make sure that you pay less interest and and uh, 
shift, uh, shift the credit card balance to a 0% interest card. But a lot of people get into, into debt because they play that game. Mm. Um, you know, if you get serious about it, you write it down, you have a plan, um, you'll start to pay that debt off. It, it, for most people, it takes getting a little bit angry about it mm. and being uh, really upset that I have this debt right. and saying, I'm done. You know, I don't right. want to do this anymore. It's not good for me. It's not good for my family. But um, again, people be- bury their head in the sand and, until they sort of get that emotional trigger, mm-hmm. uh, they're probably not going to change. Once you have that emotional trigger, uh, most people have the power to change, right. uh, to change that situation. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my family situation and we're finally getting to a place where I don't think we have, you know, we have everyday debt that you're going to have in anyway, but um, the credit cards and all the stuff are finally, you know, done. And I, I, I think we looked at it as like I, when I go to the casino, right, I go there with the idea that I'm going to lose this money. Like, I don't go there and think that I'm going to win all this money. We've had this conversation before. Football games, gambling, everything. I'm not going to win. But my point to this is that uh, I kind of looked at paying down debt the same way. Like, you talked about um, putting money away and not looking at it and pretending it's not there. So I just, for the longest time, pretend like I didn't make that much money, that I didn't miss it because I had to pay down these these, mm-hmm. these, this debt. So this didn't exist. So the, the mentality was, you know, like I go to the casino, I'm going to lose this money anyway. I'm making my $150 donation to the craps table. Well, I'm making $150 <laughs> donation to the credit card company. You know what I'm saying? So, and it kind of worked itself out that way. Um, we also did some strategic things, um, but I can't say on air, but um, to get it down. But it took, like you said, it took us getting angry about it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to pass it down to my kids and have them suffer. <laughs> you didn't want to put the cable bill in her name? But, <laughs> <laughs> had to get the cable bill and the phone bill out their name, put it back in my <laughs> um, So, you know, it, you definitely have, we talk about this all the time, having uh-huh. a why. Yes. At the end of the day, yep. um, yes, you sir. have to have that that why in order to push through. Otherwise, it's going to be easy for you to be like, all right, mm-hmm. let me get the Jordans. Let me stay in the, the, at the W for five hundred dollars <laughs> a night. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> but um, it's 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 interesting. Well, stay- it's a good point to me. So you 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 know, at the end of the day, if you've got you know five thousand dollars in credit card debt, if you lay out a plan, someone can figure you can figure out if I just played you know. $700 a month or whatever the number is you can afford, there are tools online where you can figure out how long would it take me to pay that debt off. And mm-hmm. if you live within your means and your means now are reduced by that $500 a month that you're mm-hmm. paying, um, you know, it's math. You'll yeah, be able to pay that, that, that debt off over time. Right. So, Another game we play is how fast can I pay this off? So like, for example, my card note, like I make double payments every month just because mm-hmm. I, I, my goal is to get it paid off as fast as I can. We do, do the same thing with our mortgage. We pay mm-hmm. it twice a month and, and, and we are slowly obviously getting our mortgage carry, you know, paid off hopefully. So somebody in my house can retire soon, hopefully. Um, but, um, you know, it's not you. Just so I, you know, I say somebody, could, I'm somebody. telling you, I, listen, I'll, Put hundred thousand dollars there. It won't be you. Let's go retire early. I'm okay with that. Though. I'm okay with that. So, um, but if you can and you have the ability to pay uh, twice a month, try try doing it. And even mm-hmm. if it's on small things, I have yes. a small loan out right now. Double up. Mm-hmm. Try to get it paid off as fast as possible. Um, or so, just paying an, an additional ten, fifteen dollars, whatever extra that you have. Just just go ahead and mm-hmm. give it to them, and you you start seeing that principal start to decline. That mm-hmm. principal decline on interest rate declines. So. Yeah, is, you can't you cannot pay off a credit card paying the minimum 
payment. No. I mean, you can, but it's, it's going to take you a long time. It's, it's so. on the statement, too. They actually show you, you the mm-hmm. minimum, how long it'll take, and then right. if you pay this much, you'll yeah. cut it down by a few years. Exactly. And this is why I say the system's against you. So when mm-hmm. I'm paying twice a month and I do it electronically through my bank, mm-hmm. I get a message saying that this is a duplicate uh, thing. Are you sure you want to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want to talk you out of it. Right, they try to talk me out of it. I said, are you working for this, these people? And depending <laughs> on how you feel, you may say, you know what, you're yeah, right. Maybe right. I should. Pay that. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice that they alert you, though, because if you did it by mistake, no, it would take a few days to no. undo it. Well, this is going to be a conversation because Becca going to say, well, um, I, it says here that you said no. What, what happened? <laughs> where, where's right, the money? Where, where that money? She's going to be dressing all black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You, this brings up a good point, and it's just people need to think about interest. You know, the, and you, you, what you're insinuating is that the bank may actually want to get that interest because they profit from mm-hmm. that interest. And I think if we, if we think about that from our perspective, debt, if we have debt and we're paying interest, that's not to our best interest. But if we have investments and we're making interest, that's to our best interest. Mm. So our goal is to be the bank in a lot of ways and lend our, lend our money to people well, speaking rather of interest, than borrowing. Why, why is it that when you take money from them, the interest rate is a lot higher from when you give money to them? <laughs> so you're talking about savings accounts. That, all, that comes down to credit risk. Uh, and uh, we're, we're probably money, generally so higher credit risk than the them. bank. <laughs> I shouldn't trust the bank? But the bank doesn't Depends trust Depends on the me. bank. Uh, most banks are pretty good on their money. Hmm. <laughs> There were a couple that, that didn't make it in 2008, but most are pretty good at paying it back. So. That is they want to give me 3% interest, 1.5% <laughs> interest on the money that I'm letting you sit there. So, so uh, obviously, if you've been paying attention in the news, we you have the, the lotteries at, what, $1.5 or $1.6 billion right now. That's where it is? I think that's where it is right I gotta now. Start so nobody reading. hit. I got to stay off the sports network. You got to stay. <laughs> start reading. Start doing that. So um, <laughs> what would you do with all that money if you got it? Who, me? Yes. I can't tell you because then you know how to find me. Oh, that's that's petty. You it is. You, I, listen, I'm thinking four or five steps ahead. If I tell you <laughs> where I'm at, then I'm going to have to move three or four other places. That's I got to have a middleman to tell you to throw you off. So you wouldn't be able to find me. I'm on my own island. <laughs> Stacy, what would you do with the money? I have no idea. I have no idea. Going to buy water, water. pretzels, water, pretzels and tissue. Yeah. Tissue. <laughs> yeah. The mom stuff. I don't know. I guess I'd have to try to set up things for generations of my family that they would never have to worry. But I'd probably give most of it away. What would you do with all that? I would be that that mystery person. Hey, remember we used to have a cousin named Kareem? Yes, you used to have a cousin. <laughs> well, that's right. They all come out. You have billions of cousins you never knew about. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, you're the godfather of everybody's baby. And yeah, I used to know him. Yeah, you used to know me. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think I would make stipulations on it. Like, you can't get this money until you've Proposal. got your doctor or you've done something. I think that I would make people work for it, my family work for it. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily just give it to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, money that comes easily goes yeah. easily. And that's why, you, know, you watch the shows, the, the lottery, uh, what's it, the lottery ruined my life. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, and most people, it's less about lottery because most of us don't have any chance of winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend playing the, the <laughs> Mega Millions. We have a guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> But but it, it comes. It, people will get windfalls, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a family member may pass away, and you end up inheriting an IRA, or you get a bonus at work. And uh, I think the same principles apply when you get some sort of a windfall. What do you do with that money? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I hate to keep saying it, but it comes back to kind of where are you in life, and and, and what do you need to do? Obviously, if you had you know a billion dollars, mm-hmm. it changes the game a little <laughs> bit. But I was going to say that too. That um, it comes down to me to values and what you find important in life. Um, and I look at all these athletes who have all this money and then blow mm-hmm. it away because their their values are, are shot. They're, there's no no ground for them. Mm-hmm. So when you you you're grounded and you have the, the values that you have in place, 
then you get a little bit of money, you know how to maneuver and you won't, you'll, it'll last longer mm-hmm. because your value, you'll put your money in the right places. You won't just spend it mm-hmm. because you've never had it before. Um, so that's, that's really important. We had a guy that we used Our to work guy, with. Um, <laughs> He's a security guard down there and he played the lottery all the time. Yes. And I'm not going to do the story much justice, but the one day he came in with a scratch off and he was all happy. He mm-hmm. won like $20,000 on the scratch off. So he comes up to the office. I'm like, why are you still here? Won't you go get your money or whatever? So he leaves work early. Mm-hmm. Lose money. Yeah. Lose the money. money. Lose work early. Goes home, shows his wife. They're all happy, whatever. And then shows his sister. Come to find out he didn't scratch off enough of the <laughs> thing. Oh, no. And the number was completely different. So yes. oh. he lost money on it. But yeah. he, he constantly wins, though. Yeah, he won uh, ten grand not too long ago, and he told me he won $1,500. i am like, yo, what store are you going to? He's like, yeah, I'm going over here as Wawa. I said, oh, okay. I, I can't <laughs> see myself just putting money into like a vending machine and expecting to have a windfall. I used to work, though, at a place that we sold lottery tickets, and there would be people that would spend their entire lunch break in there just scratching off tickets the entire lunch break. Yeah. They would leave. They would come back. And I'm just like, you probably dropped fifty, sixty dollars on scratch offs. Didn't win anything. Yeah. So you got to play a lot, I think, to win. You might get lucky once in a while, but which means when you like, win ten thousand dollars, you probably paid ninety five hundred. That is too funny. So we have a traditional question that we have on this show mm-hmm. that we ask everybody. So we want to know: Are you petty, sir? And would you consider yourself petty? Uh, no, I'm not. He's lying. He's lying. You can't be involved in money and say you're not petty. <laughs> I'm, I'm not petty. <laughs> you're petty uh, with other people's money. Like, no, you should not be buying that. Yes. Yeah, well, petty. no. I, I, again, it comes, down to, it comes down to perspective. I think I tell people all the time if they want to spend money on a certain thing, mm-hmm. they can. They might want to think about what does that mean for the rest of their life. But uh, mm. I'm actually not a petty person. I am a uh, very high-level, cool, calm, collected uh uh, you know, I was listening to the, to the, the what do you call himself? Uh, Petty, Petty Rucker. Rup- oh, <laughs> I was listening to him. I would, I would not have that story with my father-in-law. I probably would have just hung up the phone and walked away. Um, mm. I'm sure I can be petty. You'd have to ask my wife. Hmm. So. She available? We'll call her. <laughs> we, I'm pretty we sure she has petty stories. <laughs> she might get really petty. Yes. Why are you guys calling kids, me? You know he's petty. <laughs> that is too funny. We'll, we'll find out if you're mm-hmm. petty soon enough. Um, just some things coming up in the future for us at the Empowerment Perspective Group. Um, as we mentioned, we we're going to be doing the financial literacy piece. Um, so that will be dropping in 2019. Uh, we're going to be hitting the road again. Uh, we're scheduled to be down in Atlanta, I think Vegas again, um, for some conferences. Um, we've got some other calls um, coming in as well. Our holiday season is coming. Uh, we need to get our act together in regards to giving back to our communities. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll be hitting up a community and um, giving out turkeys and feeding families and giving toys and stuff to communities. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing soon. So we want to look out for that. Um, big shout out to old brother down there in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. On second in market, um, they're still a major supporter of the show. Um, they're just open up. Actually, today is a big day down there. It's Temple's homecoming, so mm. shout out to uh, my Temple family out there. And the owner, one of the owners, uh, played on the football team that I played with in, at Temple. So down there, an old brother. Um, so if you're down there in Philly, give them a shout out and, and make sure you go see them. Um, Stacy, do you have any tips for today? 
Um, as we're making this journey for a more positive mindset, I think we need to start being more grateful. Looking I don't have paper. She has nothing. Nothing. I have nothing. I didn't write anything down either. Um, but it's definitely the season for being grateful for what we have. And mm. I think a lot of times we're always looking at what we don't have or what's going wrong. That we need to start focusing on everything that we do have that we're fortunate enough to have that others don't. Um, the more grateful you can be, I think the more positive things start coming your way. So it's that law of attraction. We need to focus on what we want. Stop focusing on what we don't want. Interesting. I mean, it's a real simple formula. Like I told a kid the other day, I said, if you do bad things, bad things are going to happen. You do good things, good things are going to happen. Mm. Um, you should be appreciative of what you have. I do agree with that. But mm -hmm. also forward thinking, I'm always looking at the next step and mm -hmm. the next opportunity uh, for myself and my family and for anybody that I work with. So be mindful of that, too. Mm -hmm. Don't be complacent. Enjoy what you have. But mm -hmm. there's always room for uh, improvement. Uh, mm -hmm. making sure that we uh, give back to people as well. Mm -hmm. Well, we do have to give back. Um, you know, there's a really important person that Lang City just passed away recently, um, Mr. Sonny Lee. So he was a huge figure um, in the community of Lang City. I think his services are probably happening now at the Lang City Convention Center. Um, but this guy was huge in, in connecting people um, to basketball, mainly uh, like Ralph Tyler. He helped out. He helped out um, – Dawn, Dawn Stanley, so he helped out a lot of people who were taking kids up to the Sunny Hill League from Atlantic City. Um, so it's, it's a great loss to the community of Atlantic City. And uh, from our empowerment perspective, you know, we just want to say to the family, um, you know, anything you guys need, feel free to reach out to us. Mm, definitely, definitely. I also want to offer this 100-day challenge to our listeners. Since we're talking about finances, mm -hmm. I'm going to want you to pick one debt that you have. Um, something that's manageable. And I want you to see if you could pay it off in 100 days. I don't know how you're going to go about it because I don't know your personal uh, situation. But let's focus on one credit card or one debt that you have. And let's see if we can get that down um, within 100 days. Um, mm. That's, that's going to be the, the, the challenge that I'm offering our listeners out there. Because that's to me, that's really, really important. That's big. So, I, I mean, 100 days is big. I think that's more than enough time, depending on how big that is. Like, I'm... Surprised when you guys mentioned somebody having five thousand dollars in debt. I can't imagine having five thousand dollars mm -hmm. in debt and credit card debt at that. But student loans, absolutely, I can understand <laughs> it. But credit card debt, I, I, don't, I don't know. One hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So, um, also coming up, I think. You know, don't forget about our podcast. We're on the um, empowermentperspective.com. Um, yes, I actually was going to talk to you, Kareem, when we got off the air, but I think we have to go out to California. We're going to Cali? I think we need to go to Cali sometime soon because our second largest market right now is in California okay. um, with our podcast. So, uh, Stacey, you in? Oh, i got to figure out these 100 <laughs> days first and then maybe I can open up some money to go. <laughs> she got to go to, no, she's going to Sam's at. Club. She got to get I don't tissues. have Sam's membership. BJ's. Where, where you, BJ? Okay, BJ. she's going to BJ's. She got to get pretzels and she got to get water. She got to get tissues. Yeah. <laughs> um, ben, we talked about the financial literacy for the middle school. Can we use you as a consultant on on that uh, for the the educational piece? Absolutely, count me in, and I'll uh, I'll talk to my partner as well. I'm sure he'd love to help as well. That is awesome. That is awesome. Any last words of advice from the financial world to our yeah. listeners? Yeah, I would. I think what you just recommended to folks, the hundred day challenge, is is, is great. Uh, I mean, so that you know, at the end of the day, if you can have some, to your point, uh, having some positive impact, um, you know, it kind of starts with with uh, you know, kind of taking a hill, having a win. I think if you can prove to yourself you can have one win, um, you can have another. Mm -hmm. um, so just uh, I would encourage people to, t uh, to, to actually do that. And the, the, the last piece of advice I would have is don't be afraid of your finances. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people lack the skills, the time, the interest to actually you know, sit down and write it all down and figure it out. 
Um, and if that's you, um, you know, sit down with a family member, um, you know, find an advisor, find someone that can actually help help you. Uh, mm-hmm. But stop being afraid and pick your head up and, mm-hmm. and try to figure it out. So. The other pieces, you got to earn more money too. go out True. there and, and work. Like there's also, a lot of people that are I can't stand people that aren't. Um, workaholics are that aren't out there really trying to to improve themselves in their finances. You, you obviously created this mountain of debt. Um, guess what? It's time for you to maybe pick up that second job, or mm-hmm. maybe it's time for you to think about a different career path. Um, mm-hmm. Don't be complacent. Keep working um, and trying to generate um, wealth. The other thing I would recommend is that you need to have multiple revenue streams. If you take a look at a company like Nike, they don't just sell shoes. They have a bunch of different ways to bring money in. So we need to start thinking about ourselves as a brand and our, our family as a brand and looking at multiple uh, revenue streams uh, for your, your family. You have your main career, yes, but what, how else can you uh, generate money uh, for your family? Stacy, any last words? Um, No, I've, I'm good today. <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> she has nothing. I looked at her oh paper again. She, she has nothing. Yeah. Nothing on the paper nothing. at all. I have nothing. Yes, yes. last words. Yes, we, we are, um, I guess, looking for more petty correspondence. If anyone is interested in being petty and you want to share a petty story, hit us up. We'd love to hear it. And I'll give you some more petty advice. Yeah. Do they have to apply? Do they have to write like an essay so you can grade it first to see if they're Oh, no, we you? definitely need to have a conversation before they call in. <laughs> I know how petty <laughs> people can get. It's got to be a process. So people can get. Absolutely. I know. All that is funny. Um, so don't forget, we'll be back on the air in two weeks. Don't forget to check us out at the www.theempowermentperspective.com. We are on all social media platforms. Um, Atlanta, we're coming. Cali, we're coming. Mm-hmm. Uh we're going to be out there. So Vegas, we're coming. Vegas, we're coming. Uh, you name it, we're going to be there. So if you want us to come to your city, check us out. Stay tuned for What's on Tap, Gary Monterosso. Stay empowered.